is Pastor Chadwick King. I hope you enjoy the ministry of God's Holy Word today provided by the Promise Center Media Ministry. Please share this lesson or sermon with your friends and family. And may the Lord bless you. Lower than God or Elohim. You made humanity just a little bit lower than God and crowned them with glory or weight, distinction, and honor. You gave them charge of everything you made, putting all things in their authority or under their authority. Like when you really think about like what humanity is and what our stature is in the earth, like we were made in the image of God. We carry his attributes, mind, will, curiosity, creativity, all of these instincts and attributes that you and I have, they originated with God. God said, I'm going to make something that looks like me, that acts like me, and they're just going to be a little bit lower than me, and here's what's going to happen. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give them dominion. In fact, in the book of Genesis chapter 2 and 15, the Bible says the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and to care for it or to keep it. Shamar is the word in the Hebrew. It means a watchman. That basically Adam, Adam was the, was the bridge between heaven and its authority and its rule and its power and the earth. And that Adam was the ambassador and the priest. He was the watchman. He was standing between. And God gave Adam authority. And as we read here, the Mashah, he gave his offspring, the Mashah, to be managers of the earth. There is great authority that has been given to us. Even in our fall, there is great authority. That's why it's so easy to hurt one another. That's why it's so easy to exercise dominion over one another. Jesus addressed this with the, uh, with the Gentiles. He said that the Gentiles exercise dominion over one another. We are a powerful being, creatures that have power, intellect, wisdom. He said to those who try to build the tower, he said nothing will be withheld from them if they have one mind. There's nothing impossible because they are so much like God, you are unique and distinct. You are not some uh, cosmic accident, but you are shaped by God, formed by God, breathed into life by God. And we are the only spirit creatures that by will have the power to create more spirit beings. We're the only ones. Angels cannot reproduce. And yet God gave humanity the ability to produce offspring after its kind what glory what majesty has God entrusted us with Psalms 115 and 16 the highest heavens belong to the Lord but the earth he has given to mankind that's good background music that's a confirmation Speak, Lord. <laughs> the word Nathan. He has given you power. God has given us power. Ezekiel 22, 30 through 31. And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge. And stand in the gap before me for the land. 
that I should not destroy it. But I found none. Therefore, against God's will, because there was no man to stand in the gap, because there was no man to intercede, because there was no man to paga, to intercede, to stand as a watchman, for God to endow authority, for one to stand on behalf of. He said, therefore I poured out my indignation upon them, and I have consumed them with fire of my wrath. Their own way have I recompensed upon their heads, saith the Lord God. Now, the one thing I'm not doing tonight is I'm not teaching a works doctrine. And, and, and there are things that only Christ did and can do. But there is an authority that God has given to his church. There is a power that God has given to his church. Now, we take a step back. Because the problem lies in authority that has been given away. This happened in the garden. God endows humanity with all authority. The keys, the keys to the garden, the keys to dominion, naming the animals. Everything was Adam's. It was mankind's. It was all his. He was the ambassador. He stood in the presence of God. Adam didn't have to wipe the sleep out of his eye and wake up and slap his face and put some worship music on and, and try to pray through his flesh and, and, and finally get in the presence of God. God just showed up. He was there. Adam walked in glory because he was covered with glory. That was his covering. We don't even know what that looked like. We just know that when it was gone, Adam for the first time realized he was naked. He never ever knew he was naked until the glory was gone. It was his covering like a light. Lost in a moment. And he had handed all of his authority over to another. We find this in Luke chapter 4, 5 through 7. The devil's tempting Jesus, at least trying to. The devil led him up to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms. This is Satan to Jesus of the world. And he said to him, Satan speaking to Jesus, I will give you all their authority and splendor. It has been given to me. And I can give it to anyone I want to. If you worship me, it will be yours. If you worship me, it will be yours. Even Jesus called Satan the ruler of this world three times. John 12, 31. John 14, 30. John 16, 11. So there is a dominion now that Satan has in the world. Until all things be recompensed. Until all things be done. We live in a fallen world. Amongst fallen humanity. And we are now strangers in this world, pilgrims, if you will, walking in a land that is strange to us. Our affection, our home, what is now natural to us, doesn't even exist on this planet. It's in the heavens. What is natural, what is right, what is true, what is pure is not here. It's there. But yet he said, occupy till I come. I'm going to give you authority to bring the kingdom of heaven down to earth. Now there's dominions. And, and here's kind of what happens. I don't know if I, I'm so proud because I haven't got a speeding ticket in like four years. 
So good. So good. I, I won't comment on that. I'll just move on. Safer that way. But there's certain jurisdictions that certain authorities have. You can move out of certain counties, move out of certain uh, states, and, and people lose their jurisdiction. Satan has a jurisdiction for a time. And whenever we walk in this world after the things of the flesh, we are under his jurisdiction, living by the elements of this world, for the elements of this world. We're in his jurisdiction. But when one begins to walk in the spirit, we're no longer in his jurisdiction. In fact, he now is in our jurisdiction. So when we were walking in the world and the, and the lust thereof, he was able to confiscate things from us, our joy, our peace. He broke our families apart. But when we started walking in the spirit, we began to realize we now have authority to confiscate and take back what was taken from us. Because now as, as children of the Most High, now we have been regenerated, born again. Now we've been reinstituted back to that authority. And the issue is, as Paul said, you will have Satan under your feet, but you've got to realize who you are to be able to walk in the dominion and power that God has given the church. He told the church, he says, I'm giving you power to bind and loose. I'm giving you power to speak things. I need you to speak. I need you to speak faith. I need you to speak into issues. I'm in the power of your word. He said, if you'll speak to the mountain, don't think it. Don't write it. Speak. Because you've got to realize the authority that you have. Because now you are paga. Now you are an ambassador. Just as Christ was an ambassador sent. And the issue was humanity. And so the answer was humanity. And so he made himself of no reputation and became humanity. And Christ on this earth, God manifests in the flesh. God is here. God's walking, breathing. And now the Bible says in Timothy, he's the mediator between God and man. He's standing in the gap. He's the paga. He's the intercessor. He's bridging the two. He's going to God on behalf of man, and he's going to man on behalf of God, and he's standing in the gap because God always looked for a man in the earth. And so the man was the issue. And so the man was the savior of the issue. God became man. And so now we have a plan. But more than a plan, we have a man. And that man is intercessor. And that man is hope. And that man is life. And he's even now in the heavens on behalf of you standing in the eternal presence. And his physical body is the evidence not against you, but for you. It's the evidence against the enemy of your soul, the accuser. Every time the devil says, hey, God, 
Uh, yeah, yeah, they go to church and have the bumper sticker, but, but look what they've done. But you have an advocate. You have an intercessor. You have someone standing in the gap for you. Intercession is about standing in the gaps. In fact, the word intercession, pagah, really in its root, it means a meeting place. It's where two opposite forces meet. It's where judgment and justice and mercy come together. It's where Moses stands in the face of Pharaoh. And on behalf of God, Moses is an intercessor on behalf of God and his people. It's a meeting place. It's a showdown. It's a fight. It's a battle. Let my people go. So God is looking for a man. God could do it. I get it. I, I get it. I've wrestled with the God, you can do this. Why do, you, why do you need us? Why do we have to stand in the gap? Why do we have to say the words? Why do we have to pray for labors? Why do we have to pray your will? Your, your will be done. It's your will. Why don't you just let it be done? <coughs> and he says, because there's laws. And there's, there's rules of engagement. And I need somebody who I've endowed with glory and the treasures that are in earthen vessels. I need someone to speak faith. He never gave this to angels. He didn't give this to spirits. You know who he gave this to? Humanity. You'll never find anywhere in the Old, in, in the Old Testament or New Testament where an angel preaches the gospel, ever. But they assist those who do preach the gospel. It's on our shoulders. It's like the Ark of the Covenant. It wasn't designed to rest on a cart or on the back of a chariot. It was designed to rest on humanity. God put all this on you. The word glory, all that glory, it's weight. You have to carry the weight of the glory that God is bringing into the earth. Someone has to carry it into the home. Someone has to carry the glory into the office place because there's rules of engagement. He says, I'm sending you out just like I was sent into the world. I'm sending you out. And now you're an ambassador. You're, you represent me because I represent God. Jesus is the physical representation of the invisible God. And now you and I are the physical representation of Christ's dominion and power. And, and, and there's so much, there's, I mean, literally weeks of study and teaching on intercession, and it could be, I mean, we could do a sermon series and be six weeks and take books home, and there's so much, and I, I get it, but I, I want us tonight to not defer responsibility, but assume responsibility and go, okay, maybe God is looking for me to stand in the gap. Maybe I'm the one who stands in the gap for my family. Maybe I'm the one on behalf of God, speak love to my family and, and, and on behalf of my family to God I speak to, to God and I say God remember how, remember how Abraham felt I got a kid who keeps messing up but you loved Abraham I'm in a courtroom contending with God reminding him of his mercies reminding him of the cross reminding him of the blood just saying God remember all the good stuff and I know they're messed up, and I know there's stuff going on. I know, I know stuff at the, the office. I, I, I know it seems like all the political mess in the world, but, but Lord, let your light shine. Because God, 
needs someone to bear his glory and to carry his glory and to bring honor to his name. He has never done it without humanity. He's always used humanity. You don't think God could have just summoned the animals to climb a mountain? Wiped all humanity out? No. Eight souls and the, the animals were saved because of one man who obeyed God. He says, if there's no man, the whole thing's going down. I use humanity because I've endowed humanity. I've made humanity just a little bit lower than Elohim. You bear the image of God. And that's why the, the enemy wants to destroy that image. That's why he wants you to be discouraged with, discouraged with your image, your self-image. I'm no good. You're looking at what you are, not who you are. You don't realize the power you have before the throne of God. You don't realize the words that, that when you speak by faith to him, stuff starts moving. He's just waiting for you to speak up. Say their name. In Acts chapter 10, there was a man who gave alms and prayed always. And it was like heaven got so full of these memorials. And so it's like the bucket got so full. It was a tipping point. It couldn't contain all the prayers of Cornelius. And finally it just got poured out. All those prayers came back. And at the end of Acts chapter 10, his entire house was filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. Why? Because he just kept speaking on behalf of his family. Amen. There has to be a people. There has to be a church. There has to be a call. There has to be a cry. Maybe, 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 maybe no one's, maybe no one's crying out. Maybe there's things that God wants to do, just like Ezekiel. But he looks and he can't find anyone to stand in the gap. He can't find anyone to rise up and say, you know what? I'll be different. I'll stand in this unique, uncomfortable place and be the difference maker. Because he put it on the shoulders of humanity. He's given you jurisdiction to speak on behalf of heaven. He's given you jurisdiction to speak on behalf of the king. Job chapter 9 and 32 he is not a mere mortal like me that I may answer him. That we might confront each other in court. Watch this. This is Job, Old Testament. Considered, many consider that Job is the oldest actually written book in the Bible. If only there were someone to mediate between us. Talking about heaven and earth. Someone to bring us together. It feels like heaven so far. There's no mediator. And there are people looking for a media, a bridge. Pull it together. Because heaven and earth are like oil and water. They're contrary to one another. But what happens is, is when you start praying and you start pleading and you start bringing those together, heaven invades earth. Heaven moves into earth. Light begins to shine. Shock waves go through the, 
through the soul. People are awakened. I've been, for the last several weeks, researching and looking, and the number of people in the Middle East being awakened at night, having dreams and visions about Jesus, being converted because the shockwaves of heaven are moving through the earth because someone's someone's praying and something's... I can't get a man there, but someone, even though he's not there physically, someone, some woman, some man is praying and shockwaves and are waking people up and people are turning to the gospel of Jesus Christ. They're going to feel it when the church stands in the gap and bridges those together because only humanity has been given the privilege to bridge those together. Only humanity. You have a power in your voice. You have a power in your prayers. And not every prayer is intercession. But intercession is made by prayer. It's made many times through groaning and a burden. And you don't even realize the emotions because it's the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost inside of you praying through you. What is your burden today? What bothers you today? What are you stirred about today? Maybe this is your calling. Nehemiah was stirred. He looked and he was stirred. The Bible says he was troubled about Jerusalem. He became the man who bridged those together because he was bothered. What are you bothered about? What do you see? What do you sense? What do you feel? Maybe God has called you to stand in the gap between heaven and earth, whatever that is, and bring those together. And we do it by acknowledging our place. We have been called to stand in the gap and pray. That's what intercession is. I'm interceding. That doesn't mean you go and you just pray for your daily bread. That doesn't mean you just go and you list names. It means, like Moses, you keep coming. You keep coming. And you're not just, you're not that word pagah does not mean just to meet on good terms. It means to meet in battle. There's a battle. Pharaoh, you've been oppressing the people too long. They were created to worship their God. So I'm going to keep coming, and I'm going to keep speaking because God keeps speaking to me, and I don't really want to be here. But he's put a burden in my heart and a word in my mouth, so I'm going to keep coming. And even when your when magicians can, can, can almost duplicate what I'm doing, I'm going to keep coming and I'm going to keep speaking and I'm going to keep praying and I'm going to keep interceding because we have a meeting. And we're going to meet and I'm not going to stop meeting until God is finished with his work. And I want to encourage some of you. I said it Sunday. Delay is not denial. Don't stop knocking. Don't stop praying. Some of you are standing in the gap, not only for your family or friends or whoever, but some of you are standing in the gap for this county. You are speaking on behalf of the county. God, I know, I know, God, we need a revival. And he says, but, but they're, they're full of idolatry. They don't want revival. They don't want me. You're right, and neither did Nineveh, but you sent a man. And so if you did it for Nineveh, you'll do it for this county. 
And you did it with men who were zealots. You raised up men who were not qualified, but you qualified them because they were called. You didn't call them because they were qualified. God, there's an army. Someone has to speak those words. Someone has to talk to God. Someone like Abraham has to say, God, if there's 50, don't destroy it. If there's 40, don't destroy it. Someone has to stand in the gap. God wants to be entreated. God wants to be spoken to. There's some rules of engagement. He's given you power to speak up. He's given us power to speak into situations. He's given us power. He said, I'm going to see how you, how you use what I give you. Because if you take care of the one, I'm going to give you a city. If you know how to use the little authority that you have, I'm going to make you ruler of much. Even in the kingdom to come, in the years, in the heavenly places, we will rule and reign with him. He's invested everything in humanity. Everything. You're not his plan B. We're his plan A. You ever invested in something? You're like, this ain't working. Remember 2005, you know, four, five? We were so excited to come to Santa Rosa, and Heidi's grandma gave us a little bit of money to buy a house. And we were like, yes. Mayday, mayday, mayday. What's happening, Lord? And you go, what? And you want to liquidate. It'd be easy just to liquidate, walk away, and it could have been easy so many times for God to walk away. But you're his greatest investment. You're his future. He's counting on you, and he's counting on me. He put it all back in our hands and said, run with it. Speak on my behalf. So I invite you to stand with me. A meeting with God. Moses had to meet with God again. God was ready to kill all of the children of Israel, all of the Hebrews. And Moses was like, God, if you do it, just blot my name out. It, I mean, he literally was like it, breaking up the fight. If, if you're going to do that, God, then just, just blot my name out. What Moses understood was how to meet with God in a place of authority because his background was the place of authority, the palace. What he got from his past was he knew how to stand in front of authorities and speak. How does he keep coming? One plague, two plagues. How does he keep getting an audience with Pharaoh? He doesn't give up. He doesn't stop. He knows how to set up a meeting. And I want to encourage you, church, as we ask God, God, you've called us to pray, to give supplications, to give thanksgiving, but you've called us to be intercessors. And that just simply means to create meetings and discussions on behalf of those who can't have the discussion. All those slaves out there, they didn't have access to the palace like Moses. 
he spoke on behalf of those who could not speak for themselves. Who are you speaking for? Who are you speaking for? Can we lift our hands and our hearts? Lord, you said that we abide in you, you abide in us, that we are extensions of you. I pray, Lord, that you give this church and these wonderful people, give them boldness with their God. Give them boldness to have a heavenly conversation with you. You're looking for a man to stand in the gap. You're looking for someone to stand in heaven's court. You're looking for someone to make petitions. You're looking for someone to be the extension of Christ's ministry. Ambassadors and priests and mediators. God, we honor you. We thank you, Lord, for all that you have bestowed upon your people who love your name and call upon you and walk in you. You've endowed us, Lord. You've given us your spirit. You've given us your blood. You've given us your name. We have what it takes to walk in this world and live in spiritual authority. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Will you take the hand of the person on your left and your right? Let's pray together for each other right now. Lord, raise up a standard. Lift our hearts. Give us boldness in our prayers. In these 21 days of prayer, Lord, as we pray together, we're going to speak bold prayers. Bold prayers honor you, and you honor bold prayers. Lord, we're going to stand in the gap we're going to stand and we're going to speak on behalf of those who cannot speak. Lord, give us boldness. Give us courage, Lord. When we enter into heaven's court, you said whatever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever we loose in earth shall be loosed in heaven. You've given your church power. You've given your church power here on earth. We honor you. We worship you. We magnify you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We honor you. We worship you. Hallelujah, there is going to be a revival. There is going to be an outpouring. The latter rain and the former rain together. Something that's never been seen before. I see a cloud the size of a man's hand. I see something in the distance. We believe it, Lord. We believe it, Lord. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's give the Lord a big hand clap tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So do, do you have your date set with the Lord? Do you have your date? If you've missed your date, I...
he will forgive you. Meet him tomorrow. And come with thanksgiving. And come with some prayers. And come with supplication. But don't forget to make a meeting on behalf of those who can't show up. Amen? Go in the name of Jesus. God bless you. We love you guys. For more information about who we are, we invite you to go to thepromisecenter.com. God bless you.